Hey friends, this is the New Mercies Podcast. This is for those of you who need a friend to walk alongside you as you resist the temptation to torture and shame your body and instead choose to live from a place of compassion toward it. Our focus is on taking steps to nurture our bodies to a place of wholeness so we can then love others well from that place. I'm your host, Debbie, and I'm so glad you're here. If you want to take the podcast further, head on over to Facebook and join the New Mercies Collective. It's a private group for listeners of the podcast and others who are on the same journey as us, wanting to nourish our bodies well from the inside out and ditch diet culture for good. In the collective, we encourage each other to put into action what we're learning. We offer tips and we celebrate successes in a safe and welcoming space. We would love to have you. Hey friends. So I'm obviously passionate about nourishing our bodies by moving them and feeding them like to help them thrive, right? But I think that sometimes we need to revisit what's going on at the core of who we are and that's going to go beyond the external, right? I like to say that I help women learn to love their bodies well and then nourish them from the inside out. So it's not about the external. It's all about the healing and the wholeness that happens on the inside and then it seeps out. There really isn't like a point where I feel like we've looked too much at this, right? I think it's always something that we have to be aware of. You know, what are our motivations? What are the lies that we're believing? What is true about who we are? So today we're going to look at our core beliefs. What do we really believe about our bodies? So here are some lies that I often hear that are getting whispered into women's ears. I'm too heavy to be loved. I can't spend time with others because I can't physically do what they want to do. My spouse can't possibly be attracted to me. I will always struggle with my weight, so I'm just not even trying anymore. I just need to lose those last five pounds and then I'll be good. Now, I want to look at what's underneath those lies, the core beliefs that we hold hold when we agree with those lies. And this isn't going to be pretty, okay? The, some of the things that I'm going to say, you're going to be like, well, of course I don't believe that. <laughs> but before I go further, I want you to remember that here at New Mercies, there is no shame. We don't shame each other, and we certainly don't shame ourselves. We're just being honest with ourselves here, okay? And let me be the first to say that I have had some of these same feelings at points in my life where I believe these lies. We just accept where we're at, and then we move forward. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the lie, then I'm going to give the core belief that lies underneath that if we really truly believe it, and then I'm going to flip the script to combat that lie with a better and more powerful truth. All right, so here we go. All right, the first lie, I'm too heavy or ugly to be loved. So the belief that lies underneath that is, I believe that one's worth is determined by how he or she looks. Those who fit the cultural ideal are the ones who are loved and the rest aren't worthy of love and they have to earn it by conforming. Sounds pretty crazy, right? Like, of course we don't believe that, but yet we do when we believe that lie. And so here's the truth. Everyone is made in the image of God. Genesis 1.27. God rejoices over each one of us and he delights in us. Zephaniah 3.17. We are all God's workmanship, his epic poem. Ephesians 2.10. You know, there's nothing in the Bible that says that the love given to you is determined by anything that you do. In fact, we see much of the opposite, right? Just like you hopefully don't love your child or your niece or nephew because of how they behave or how they look. That'd be crazy, right? 
you're not loved because of how you act or look. All right, the next lie. I can't spend time with others because I can't physically do what they want to do. So the core belief there is my contribution to a friendship is based on what my body can do. I'm not worthy of being someone's friend if I can't keep up with them. I have nothing else to offer them, so I'm just not a good friend. Crazy. Of course, of course there's more to us, right? Of course we can contribute more to a friendship. I would hope that our friends are not in a friendship with us because of what our bodies can do, right? So if friends are doing something you physically aren't able to do, and there aren't some, you know, maybe modifications to help you participate, then find another way to engage in relationship with them. Like the, the truth is there are other ways that you can engage in a friendship, right? So offer up some ideas that you can do rather than focusing on what you can't do. And the other truth is we each have gifts that we can use to serve one another and participate in bringing heaven to earth. We see that in 1 Peter 4.10, in 1 Corinthians 12, lots of places, right? They're all valuable. So find what you do enjoy, those things that really bring you life, and then invite others into those. All right, the next lie. My spouse can't possibly be attracted to me. I believe this one. So if you really believe that, here's what the core belief is. My spouse married me because of my body. Now that it isn't what it used to be, there's nothing left for them to love. Our love was built on my appearance. It sounds crazy to say all that out loud, doesn't it? Of course we don't believe that. The truth, your spouse, my spouse, they fell in love with us for way more than our bodies. Hopefully you have a connection that's deeper than that. Because the reality is our bodies will change as we get older, no matter what we do, right? There is a natural aging process. We can't base our love on the superficial. Have you ever seen those uh, sweet elderly couples who just kind of sit across from each other eating and smiling or they're taking a walk hand in hand and they like don't even say a word? Their love goes way deeper than their skin, right? Ephesians 5 tells us to submit to one another out of respect or reverence for Christ. It tells husbands to love their wives as Christ loves the church and to love her as he loves himself. And as wives, we're to respect our husbands. Now, there's so much cultural stuff going on here, and I'm not going to get into like all of the biblical stuff in there, okay? But what it doesn't say is that marriage is built on appearance. Nope. (laughs) We choose to love one another because we love Jesus. And if we're loving like him, and we know that he doesn't love us because of how we look, then we shouldn't love our spouses because of how they look. It goes deeper. I would imagine that you don't love your spouse because of how they look. So believe the truth that your spouse doesn't love you because of how you look. Now, does that mean that we shouldn't care about how we treat our bodies? Of course not. We're made in the image of God and we should respect our bodies. That means both that we shouldn't neglect them, but also that we shouldn't mistreat them by jumping on the diet train and, and going to all these, you know, crazy and these crazy, crazy cycles and mistreating our bodies and damaging them, right? There's, there's a middle ground here where we can love and nourish our bodies in freedom, right? All right, our next one. I just need to lose those last five pounds and then I will be good. So the core belief there is I'll be happier when I reach a certain number. Everything hinges on that goal. Truth, your worth isn't tied to a number. I could say this over and over and over again. I do say it a lot. (laughs) Whether you're 400 pounds or 100 pounds, it doesn't change how the father loves you. And if it changes how someone else does love you, then that's their own issue to deal with the Lord over. Sometimes we have this arbitrary number that we think we have to get to. Mine was always 120. I thought five foot four, 120 pounds was like, for some reason, the ideal. No idea where I got that. But the reality is we'll get there. We'll get to that number and we're still going to be left unsatisfied. 
If it's about the number, then we're never going to be happy. We'll always find something else that we want to change. So instead, the truth is that we're not defined by that number on the scale. Those numbers are so often like just caught out of thin air. Like where do they even come from, right? What does matter is how you're nourishing your body and how that makes you feel as a result. You know, when you're making those healthy choices that reflect that you are caring for your body in whatever size it is, and you're able to carry out the mission that God has called you to do because you're taking care of that vessel, that's what pleases him. And when you make a choice that doesn't, then you give yourself grace because he already has. And then you move forward making the next right step. All right, next one. I will always struggle with my weight, so I'm just not even trying anymore. I have heard this so many times. The belief there, God can't give me the strength to make different choices. He isn't powerful enough, and my faith isn't strong enough. I can't do anything right. My identity lies in my size. There's a lot of things going on there, right? Truth, there's something called biodiversity. That means that we all have different sized bodies with different amounts of muscle mass and fat percentages and bone structure. Some people will never live in small bodies because it's simply not how God created their bodies. You can't force something to happen that isn't natural, right? And that's okay. Small isn't better. I don't know where we came up with this idea that small is better. I mean, I do. I do from a historical perspective, but it's, it's crazy, right? It's not based on anything that's grounded in any truth at all. If you do have to lose some weight for health reasons, okay, because there are going to be many of you who are listening who are like, but I legitimately need to lose some weight. You know, maybe my blood pressure is too high or uh, I have some pain in my joints or whatever, okay? And you're trying to do that on your own strength, then you're right. It might not work. And so I want you to invite Jesus into the process. We don't have to separate our bodies from our faith. We're holistic people and God cares about all of you. And he's an overcomer, right? Overcame death. (laughs) He's going to help you to become one. The journey might take longer than you'd like, you know, given our propensity towards the quick fix, right? And it's certainly not going to be easy, but he will give you that strength and he will provide you with the resources that you're going to need in order to nourish and love your body well. Now, there are, of course, so many more core beliefs that we could add to this, right? Like different lies that we're believing and whatnot. These are just some that I've heard recently or frequently. And so this week for our small steps, I'm going to invite you to write down your own core beliefs. It could be one of the ones I said today or it could be something different. But what's a lie that you may be believing? What are you really saying is true when you believe that? And then can you take some time to think about the truth that debunks that lie? You can make like a little chart, a three-column chart. And if you need some help, shoot me an email. Or send me a message on Facebook or Instagram and let's brainstorm together, okay? Let's flood ourselves with truth each day so that the lies just sound preposterous, right? And say them out loud if you have to. I find it really helpful to say some things out loud. Sometimes when we just keep it in our heads, it doesn't sound as bad. But then when we verbalize those and I'm like, oh my goodness, what if somebody heard me say that? What if I said that to somebody else? That would, that would be awful. Why am I saying it to myself, right? So I want you to actually say all of this out loud. And for your outward step, I want you to share a truth with a friend. Okay, really pray about who might need to hear it. You could write her a card or maybe place like a note on her door or her car or whatever with a truth, okay, about not only how you see her, but also how God sees her. And it might actually just be what she needs. She might be battling some some lies that are coming her way too, and she might need that truth. Okay, so pray about it and the Lord will reveal somebody's name that you should be reaching out to um, this week. All right, that's it for today, guys. I will be back at you next week with some more focusing on the core. Thanks for joining me today.